sisters. Um, I had a dream last night that I went to Pharmacan and tried to get my job back. I was like, I like went into the building and I was like, where's Mark? I just want to talk. <laughs> oh, God. And then I like busted into the doors and there were so many people in there and I didn't recognize a single person. And I'm like, who are all these motherfuckers? And then I got like escorted out of the bu- building. <laughs> And then Amanda was asked to forcibly leave the property. Uh-huh. That's me. <laughs> um, dude, I had a really fucking terrible dream last night. I don't know what is going on. I have been having a lot more dreams lately. I don't know if it's because I've been like sleeping in later mm-hmm. or more. I don't know. But anyway, oh my God, dude, I don't know if you have these teeth dreams, fucking dreams about your teeth or things going wrong with them specifically. Like I know people's teeth falling out or like rotting out is like a really common dream for like, just kind of being like self-conscious. And, um, but like, I always have dreams about like really extensive dental procedures. (laughs) Like Jesus. Not, like, going through them, but needing to have them. And that's, like, my nightmare, like, in real life. So, like, this is just, oh, my God, dude. I had a dream that, like, I had, I've had two root canals. And I had a dream that both of the caps fell off in the same time. And I just had, yeah, I just had, like, these gaping holes in my mouth. Like, oh, my God. It was so (laughs) awful. It was so scary. I hate the dentist. I hate dental work. Like, oh, my God. Dude, I have dreams like that, like, probably once a month. I have a dream where, like, I'm missing a tooth or my teeth are just falling out of my face or I need this like <laughs> I don't know it's ill. I do not like it one bit yeah well I've heard that if you have a dream about I don't know how true this is but if you have a dream about your teeth falling out that means that one of your friends is not actually your friend oh um, <laughs> are you um <laughs> implying something um, not no, that I, think, I don't know. not that I know of um, I know I've only ever read that it just, it means that you like have low self-esteem or like you're worried about the way that Aww. people think of you or you're like self-conscious. And it's true because right. I don't want to be in a bathing suit today too. So that may have something to do with it. <laughs> oh, well we went, we went to, um, we went canoeing with some friends on Sunday and I like, I finally buckled down and got one of those bathing suits that's kind of like thongy. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, well, you know, it's just me and my friends and like, we're all kind of sluts. So right. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, let's do it. And like, I saw pictures of myself afterwards and I was like, I can't believe I went out in public like that. <laughs> like, I, I mean, like, you weren't really in public, Amanda, you weren't like, well, there were, you know, in front of other people, like, and Ari was like, no, I thought you looked really sexy. And Aww. like, just looking at the pictures, I'm like, oh my God, I look like shit. I'm like, so pale. And like, I'm like jiggly and like I don't know like I always thought that my ass looked like really good but like it's kind of not as nice as I thought I need to work out oh my god Amanda I feel like you have to have confidence to have the job you do (laughs) (laughs) I try um 
anyway, I, I don't know. And like one of my friends sent me a picture of like blatantly just like my ass. <laughs> and she was like, damn girl, look at that ass. And I was like, uh, no, don't look at it. Oh my God, Amanda. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I also have um, a friend. I think I mentioned this before. She works at the studio with me and she, um, she went to college and I think one of the dorms was haunted. And so she would like to, um, like be a guest and tell some stories. And she's been like trying to get stories from other, like people that went to the school with her. Fun. Yeah. So I'm going to try to schedule something. Um, maybe I can go meet up with her in person Mm -hmm. and then we can call you and like do the, you know, she can tell some spooky stories. Um, but yeah, dude, she's like really into the podcast. Like I, I missed our, um, I forgot to post on Tuesday. Like Tuesday was super busy for me. Mm-hmm. And so I like waited to do it until Wednesday. And she like texted me Wednesday morning. She's like, where's the new episode? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't realize I had people waiting on me. <laughs> I know. I was, she was like, it's okay. I'm just messing with you. Yeah. But it was, it was really sweet. Like I have, I have a fan. It's <laughs> so funny. Oh my goodness. Who knew? Yeah. Hey girl. She's so sweet. Hey girl. Her name's Lainey. Hey Lainey. <laughs> All right. Shall we All introduce right. ourselves? Let's do it. Welcome to yes. Conspiracy Sisters. My name is Taryn. I'm Amanda. And this week, we're going to talk about aliens. Yes, we are. Yeehaw. Take a break from that horrible topic of fucking child sex trafficking. <laughs> that was a goddamn nightmare, man. It was. Two All weeks. Right. A two-week marathon. I mean... Mm-hmm. A two-week marathon. Yeah. So, we're going to talk about some aliens. Um, what are you talking about? So I'm talking about the Berkshire UFO incident. Um, it was, I, I don't know if any of our listeners have <laughs> ever um, watched the new, like they did like a, a redo of uh, Unsolved Mysteries and yeah. it was just like a partial series. I think it had like six or eight episodes. Well, yeah. one I of the like, episodes. This is, this is the end? It's over? <laughs> I know, I know. It was a bummer. But um, I mean, dude things that are left unsolved just piss me off anyway so it's like it's an interesting story and it's cool that they're like trying to get the audience involved like and bring you know more um attention to previously cold cases kind of thing so I do appreciate that about it but it's also as a viewer very disheartening and unsatisfying yeah (laughs) to not have any resolution and know that there's just a murderer among us um so do you want to start which one are you doing I'm doing the phoenix lights all right, so I mean, mine is I don't I don't know. I mean, it's a couple pages, but mine um, is. Let's see, I've got one, two. Oh, I got four pages. Holy shit! I didn't realize I wrote so much. <laughs> All um, right. Well, do you want to begin? Do you want to go first? No, I want you to go first. All right. I'm so, gonna stay here. I'm gonna drink my chocolate milk and I'm gonna enjoy your story. My chocolate milk. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's right. Oberweiss. It's some good shit. Damn. No kidding. It's fancy. <laughs> Promo um, aliens. <laughs> For real. So uh, this is the first time normally I do bullet points and I try to like fill in the blanks. But I was like, dude, Terrence, sometimes you sound like an idiot. This time I tried writing it like an essay and I'm just going to read it to you like a story and you can interrupt okay. whatever. All right. So I'm cool. basically going to retell the episode of Unsolved Mysteries about the Berkshire UFO sighting. Uh, I got my information mostly from that episode where numerous eyewitnesses were interviewed and tell their stories, as well as an episode of Ancient Aliens where they interview the main witness that was in that episode. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, His name is Thomas Reed. There's also a documentary or a document written by Thomas Reed's attorney, Debbie Kessler. She wrote it in 2010. And it's just kind of like a memo that tells in more detail about what the family experienced leading up to this particular incident. So the gist of what occurred is that on the evening of September 1st, 1969, there were over 200 reports of residents throughout Berkshire County, Massachusetts, who saw strange lights in the sky and experienced loss of memory and time. The accounts are eerily similar, but many of them didn't realize the scale at which this had been reported because they were afraid to discuss it with one another. Um, They didn't want to sound crazy to their neighbors or freak people out, but little did they know that they had all experienced a similar phenomenon that evening. And it is interesting, too, like if you go back to that kind of time in history 1969 that was the year this happened like three months after the first moon landing right so people were kind of like you know had it on their mind it was something they were thinking about and also you know like twilight zone there were like a lot of sci-fi shows and movies coming out that kind of you know brought attention to this so a lot of people try to like discredit it but it's like okay there were a ton of eyewitnesses here like every one of them was making it up and telling the same story like that seems (laughs) kind of coincidental um all right so uh as i was saying a lot of people were like you know iffy about discussing it with one another so for example one of the witnesses was in her yard while her children were in the house during the time of the occurrence and they both saw the lights but they never mentioned it to each other because they didn't want to scare them or overreact and they didn't actually find out until decades later that they had both witnessed the same thing like hey remember that one time a couple months after the moon landing oh yeah yeah, of course i saw that but it was like 20 30 40 years later that they finally like discussed it with each other it was it was crazy um can i tell a quick anecdote yeah okay so you know when when we were kids me and hannah were really into like spy kids like the movies Mm -hmm. and um so like i bought a bunch of like spy gear like toys like um just all kinds of shit like fucking um those little like laser things that mm-hmm. go across like doorways so if somebody walked through a doorway it would like go off and I'd be like I caught you you were sneaking into my room and shit like that um yeah so like it wasn't uncommon for us to have like little like goofy documents lying around the house that said like top secret and shit like that yeah and so one time I went into the basement we have a finished basement and I went down there and I like sat on the couch and on the end table was like a document it said top secret and I was like oh Hannah must have left this here for me we must be going on a mission tonight or something you know like you know <laughs> how, how we it was it was like a constant game of make-believe we were constantly on like missions Aww. um yeah it was so fun it was super cute um we were just really creative kids you know um so I picked up this this like file folder and I opened it up and inside as a child this shit fucked me up there were actual photographs, black and white photographs of like a real life suspect or something. And it had images and descriptions of like, like how he was like a murderer. And there were actual photographs of severed fingers in like a toolbox. (laughs) Was this like, wait, wait, this is at our house? Uh Uh-huh. And this shit scared the fuck out of me. I was like, this isn't, like, something that we bought at Toys R Us. This isn't, like, a fun game. This is, like, creepy and real looking. And it it scared me so much, I folded it back up, set it on the table, and walked away. And I never saw it again. What? Uh Uh-huh. And, like, I finally told mom about it, like, years and years later, similar to the, (laughs) the story of 
these people. But she was like, no, I, n- I had no idea what that was. I, don't, I never saw that. And I was like, at the time, I was like, oh, my God, what if mom or dad are, like, secret FBI agents? And th- they, like, forgot and, like, left um, <laughs> the folder on the table. And I was just like, this shit is too real. I don't like it. scared the shit out of me, dude. Interesting. I never yeah. knew that happened to you. Uh-huh. So yeah. I was traumatized as a child. Yeah, I was probably like, between, like, the ages of, like, 10 and 12, maybe. Yeah, it was so strange. And I never saw that that folder again, ever. That is so I don't so know where it came weird. from, and I don't know where it went, and I don't know if it was real. Did yeah, you ask Hannah? It was very scary. I don't – I think I did, but she was, you know, she was younger, so I don't think yeah. she knew about it either. Huh. I don't know. I'll have to talk to her about it. Yeah, it was strange. Okay. Fun that story time. So uh, scarred for life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> All right, continue. <laughs> Let's see. So, um, if you think about it, if you think about the timeline, this took place about 50 years ago. So many of the adults at the time are unfortunately no longer around. Um, the following accounts are of individuals who are mostly children and young adults at the time of the occurrence. So our first and most arguably, or and arguably our most popular account takes place in the town of Sheffield, Massachusetts throughout the 1960s. Our main character is Thomas Reed. He was about 10 years old in 1969. Um, His mom, Nancy, owns a local restaurant called the Village Green. He also lives with his grandmother, Marion, and his brother, Matthew. So to experience strange phenomena throughout his childhood... In the fall of 1966, (laughs) he was six years old and shared a room with his younger brother. Um, One evening, glowing orbs began floating around their room, giving the impression that they were somehow watching them. A few days later, the boys were standing on the stairs in their house and spotted two figures. They were suddenly outside, where they were escorted to a craft they described as a turtle shell shape. Inside the craft, they were shown images of galaxy clusters and a willow tree, which Tom deemed to be incredibly important. He said in 1969, they had one one small black and white television set. So these screens and technology were like nothing that they'd ever seen before. They were told that they were part of a their abductors were going to do human uh, uh, to do on the human immune system before waking back up in their bedroom. Um, during another, but like he's only six years old, so like how would he know? Right. I don't know. So right. how uh, would during... he know these fucking words? And yeah, how can right. you make something like that up? Right. Uh, let's see. So during another incident, they, there was a barrage of bright bursts of light in their room and a flash fired through their window and Tom disappeared. Matthew ran to his mother, Nancy, but she was unresponsive. Once she regained consciousness, she went to the boy's room and heard a noise that she said was a cross between a loud screech and a door slamming. And that's when Matthew disappeared. Their grandmother, Miriam, stayed at the house while Nancy, their mom, began searching the 80-acre horse farm on horseback. Jesus. Um, I know. She right, found they them could along be anywhere. The Ap- <laughs> right. Uh, she found them along the Appalachian Trail. They were on a dirt path standing about 15 feet apart from one another. They were heavily shaken and in shock. Um, while Nancy and Marion cleaned them up and wrapped them in blankets, Tom remained mostly unresponsive. Mm-hmm. Um, they sat by the fire until they all dozed off, and when they woke up, they acted as if nothing had happened um the boys had described what was happening to their mother of the abductions repeat visitations and seeing beings standing over their mother and grandmother but they didn't seem to be taken seriously that is until their mother experienced it firsthand 
So, on September 1st, 1969, nine-year-old Tom was with his mom, grandma, and brother driving home from a horse show at around 8 p.m. As they were crossing this creepy, it was like a creepy covered bridge. It was like a wooden bridge. Mm -hmm. Um, So, it had like, you could kind of like see um, there were these bright lights that began to flood through the cracks in all directions. Um, And they saw what Miriam, the grandma, referred to as a bright floating strip mall above their station wagon. Tom described it in an, in an episode of Ancient Aliens as a large glowing orb about 300 feet across with beams of light shooting out beneath it in an ice cream sh- cone shape above the water. It followed along to their left for a short distance before cutting them off in the middle of the road. Once they stopped, they all described a deafening silence and the air turned thick, almost vibrating. Then all of a sudden, every light inside the car turned on all at once. And at the same time, all the crickets and frogs and insects began chirping like crazy. So from here, their memories vary, and they've tried to piece together what happened during this lost time. Um, Tom describes waking up in a large, dark room under a body-encompassing chamber, as well as memories of brightly illuminated hallways. He describes the beings as genetically engineered, intelligent insect-type beings. They had hands and stood on two feet from about three to five feet tall. He claims that the event felt like it took about 15 minutes, but when they woke up, three hours had passed. So I read different things about what happened when they woke up. According to his mother, Nancy, in the Unsolved Mysteries episode, they woke up in a parking lot of a pharmacy. Um, The car was off, and although Nancy had been driving, Miriam was in the driver's seat, Nancy was in the passenger seat, and the boys were both in the back. However, according to the attorney report um, that I mentioned at the beginning, uh, Tom actually approved of it. He said they woke up near the bridge where they saw the lights. Um, but the car was facing the other direction from which they had been traveling. Marion was wandering around in the middle of the road, and Tom quickly ran from the vehicle to her. Nancy was in shock in the passenger seat, although she had been previously driving, and Matthew was unconscious in the fetal position in the back seat. So I don't know which of those is true. I don't know if they woke up by the bridge, if they woke up by the uh, pharmacy. I, I don't know. I got both. Either way. They did not wake up in the same position that they had disappeared. Um, So little did the Reed family know that dozens of other Berkshire residents were experiencing similar paranormal events that very same evening. So another witness who came forward... Um, in the episode of Unsolved Mysteries is Jane Green. Her family owned Rexel Pharmacies in the Berkshire area at that time, and Jane lived in the town since she was 12. So as an adult, she and her friend Mary, who is unfortunately now deceased, so just another like eyewitness who passed mm-hmm. away, were driving south from a town called Stockbridge on September 1st, 1969, the same day, same evening. Um, they saw a bunch of blindingly bright lights that they assumed were cop cars due to an accident, but as they got closer, they realized that there were several onlookers that had pulled over to observe the lights. As they pulled off the road, um, they both got out of the car and saw a huge floating object. Jane said that she was unable to see from one end to the other because it was so large. It made no noise, and after a few minutes, it flew at sharp angles into the mountains and disappeared. They then drove to her husband's pharmacy and asked him if he had seen anything and what they should do. He told them to talk to Tom Jay at WSBS radio station. At first, he didn't believe them. But then he began getting calls, one after another, uh, reporting strange lights and floating objects. He called the police and realized that they had been inundated with reports all night as well. So when Unsolved Mysteries 
um, speaks with the current manager of the radio station. He claims that all the recordings from that day were gone before he was hired. Um, the current police chief, who also happens to be the son of the previous police chief, who happened to be in charge in 1969, claims that there was nothing strange about the records that day, and they have literally zero reports about a UFO sighting. A town well, historian, however, claims that they observed the incident and have numerous newspaper articles about it. Also, Kevin Titus, a now-retired district judge in the area at that time, recalls over 250 people calling into a radio station with reports on the sighting, stating that it is unbelievable that something, or undeniable that something unexplainable happened that night. So definitely some differing reports. Um, Our next and quirkiest abductee is Thomas Warner. He was the youngest of seven children in a family that had lived in the same house for six generations. So on the evening of September 1st, 1969, he was at his neighbor Jane Shaw's house. He went to the window and a strange telepathic voice told him to go home. He tried to run, but he ended up just kind of like running in place for a few minutes in their front yard. This is when a beam of light surrounded him and the air was sucked from his body and Jane, his neighbor, claims that he just disappeared. He doesn't have much memory of what happened after that, other than being in a large dark room and seeing the face of Melanie, another witness in the Unsolved Mysteries episode, whom he had never met before. About seven minutes later, he was gently placed back on the grass where he was abducted from. His brother yelled for him to get up and run, but he was paralyzed. This is when a telepath, the telepath, I'll be done in a minute, and he was momentarily able to get up and the light disappeared. Um, finally, they interview Melanie Kirchdorfer. She was 14 on September 1st, 1969, um, and she had gone with her parents and siblings to get ice cream. They drove to Lake Mansfield, where they saw a brilliant, bright aura. Despite the children's fear, their father decided to chase the light, and that's when everyone forgets what happened. Like, thanks, Dad. Why the fuck? Um, According to Melanie, she began levitating and was suddenly on a ship. Although Tommy Warner claims he saw Melanie, she does not remember seeing him. Specifically, however, she does recall seeing children entering and leaving the room. She woke up in the parking lot at Lake Mansfield by herself and had to walk home. There's no follow-up on Unsolved Mysteries other than that her sister was young and doesn't remember anything. But what the fuck did her parents say when she showed up alone, assumingly hours after the rest of the family? How long was she gone? Um, also Melanie and Thomas said that they met years later in school and had an immediate connection as if they had met before. Um, so while it's understandable why people wouldn't want to come forward at the time, many of the witnesses who remember or don't remember something strange happening that day have voiced their opinions. So in 2015, Thomas Reed convinced other witnesses to pull together $5,000 to build a monument in the spot by the bridge where the incident happened. He began the nonprofit UFO Monument Park Incorporated to maintain the area, and people in the town seemed to accept and believe his story. They even added a display in the Roswell UFO Museum dedicated to the incident. That is until 2019, when Berkshire locals began complaining that it was an eyesore. And an attorney, I know, had it removed after he stated it was built on public property without permission from the city. So sadly for Reed, local parties withdrew support for the monument, as well as Governor Charlie Baker. The governor, whose signature was 
was sealed onto the UFO monument, uh, told the Boston Globe that the signature had been issued in error. The Great Barrington <laughs> Historical Society, which <laughs> described this right, right, like just signing things willy nilly. <laughs> the Great Barrington Historical Society, which described the sighting as significant and true in 2015, backpedaled on their support as well. The town forcibly removed the monument, and Reed said that he plans to press charges. Um, these are other just like strange reports in Kessler's document, um, Tom Reed's attorney, that claimed that Tom's mother, Nancy, married Howard Reed a few years after the incident. He held a local office in the community and was an attorney there who didn't want Nancy's family issues and background with UFOs to affect his public reputation. Howard introduced Tom to attorney Robert Bletchman, who helped review his case, corresponded corresponding reports and gathering gathering dozens of witness testimonies on october 2nd 1992 bletchman included the evidence in his case at the united nations symposium the objective of the symposium was to motivate the un to reconsider an agency for undertaking coordinating and disseminating research into ufos 10 days later nasa began SETI's microwave observing project um which is the search for extraterrestrial intelligence um so they say that it kind of like influenced their decision to like look into ufos more um in 2006 howard voiced his interest in a howard who is um thomas reed the first the kid who like went Mm -hmm. through all the ufo experiences his stepdad voiced his interest in a collection on the Reed's experiences with other life forms, including sensitive material he had gathered over the years. However, he suffered an untimely death by a virus of unknown origin on October 2nd, 2006. The CDC researched Howard's office and reported finding a vial containing a deadly virus in his AC unit. The official building has been or the office building has been closed ever since 2006. Uh, The PhD who released the test results after evaluating the family members in 2010 was found dead eight weeks later on November 12th, 2010. Um, So it seems like anyone that tries to get involved and like really like find concrete evidence or, you know, psychiatric evaluations and things like that about these people just seem to like disappear. Um, So I don't know. I mean, like, it's really shady that you know in the beginning they were cool with it they let him build this monument whatever and now all of a sudden they're just like just kidding this isn't this wasn't approved like i don't know why did they backpedal so much like right i don't know that's really strange yeah Um, it is did anybody actually describe like any any aliens or was it just like encounters um yeah so the first guy Oh, okay. Yeah, so the first guy, Tom Reed, he said that he mm-hmm. saw, um, what was it? Um, he described beings that were genetically engineered, intelligent insect-type oh, okay. beings. They had hands. They had hands and stood on two feet from about three to five feet tall. Oh, they're little. Yes. So, <laughs> so he... this like six-year-old boy is like, oh, this. This person is about the same size as me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but looks like a bug. Right. So, um, yeah, he's really the only one that talks about, like, beings. Mm-hmm. Um, the other ones didn't really mention anything about, like, actual aliens. But I feel like they all definitely remember seeing the UFO. Right. So what do you think? I mean, I think they definitely saw something. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like this one kid was really being targeted, though. Like, Tom Reed. Because mm-hmm. he... Well, he was, like you know, going through some shit, like, before this incident even happened, remember? Like, he had 
a lot more going on. And it doesn't sound like any of the other witnesses really did. They just happened to be like in the town at the same time. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, I feel like they definitely saw something. I don't know if they were actually abducted or like, if this was just kind of like, you know, the thing is some abduction cases do have like minor evidence. Like some people will have like an implant or something that people can't explain or, Mm -hmm. you know, like they can do the, what is it called? Hypnotic regression. And they can like kind of tell stories and not that those are like always accurate, but Mm -hmm. you know, I just, I feel like there have been other cases that have a little bit more like, um, you know, proof to them. But at the same time, I feel like the proof in this one is the number of witnesses who, like I said, unfortunately now most of them have passed away. Like a lot of the people that were adults at the time and have like a clear memory right. of what happened are like no longer alive. This is like 50 years ago. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like had people started coming forward, you know, in the early two thousands, there would be a lot more witnesses to kind of mm-hmm. vouch for it. Um, but the fact that the police records have literally just like been erased and they got rid of the um, <laughs> radio the station monument. recordings. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, since then, it's like there's no way to prove. Like, and they, that's I suspicious. Mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, literally, the only fucking reports uh, at the police station that day, it was like, oh, there's like this one drunk guy. Uh, trying to like rob a gas station and like that was it and it's like you've got to be fucking kidding me really that's all that happened that day you didn't get out like, give out any speeding tickets no DUIs like right. really that's all that fucking happened that day Um. so yeah I mean it is like really suspicious that all the people in the town like currently are in complete denial of it and it's like dude you weren't even mm-hmm. here at the time you didn't even live here you know i mean i guess the one guy did the cop his dad was the cop at the time but you know if his dad denied that it ever happened of course he's gonna be like you know he's gonna believe his dad <laughs> right that's so strange right like why would so many people lie about that like, right especially like you know, if, if somebody says something like that, they, they're automatically written off as being crazy or, you, you know, and it's like, then why would they even come forward and say something like that, you know? Right. Um, you know what I find interesting is that, like, dad is, he hates talking about ghosts, but he will talk about, like, aliens and shit all day, every day. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Well, because, you know, because his friend Danny got abducted by aliens. Really? Mm-hmm. And he's never mm. been the same since. That's interesting. Yeah, he's a nut. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what if he really was, though? You know? I don't know. Was, is he saying that he was abducted, like, as a child? No. Um. You know, like, he was, like, dad's best man, and, like, they were best friends for a long, long time. And then, um, I don't know. I Dad was still living at his parents' place. And then one night, Danny came over and was like, John! You gotta come with me. I was just abducted by aliens. You gotta come out. I'll show you where the spaceship was and everything. And so dad was like, all right, you kook. And he like followed him out there into like little fucking nowhere. And he was like, the spaceship was right here. And he's like, dude, there's nothing here. And like, he said that Danny hasn't been the same since. And then he like went into the mental hospital and like now he's, I don't know, he's just like written off as like a crazy old man but like what if he really was and what if they fucked up his brain and like turned it to mush or something like what the fuck wow and no one huh. believes him you know i didn't know that i no? wonder if there was like anything in the grass 
Well, Dad said that he was like trying to say that there were like burn marks in the in the ground from where like the I don't know the fucking rockets were. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and he was like, "Dude, that's somebody's fire pit." <laughs> right? Yeah. Like it's clearly not, but oh I don't know. God, I don't know, man. Huh. Right? Like we, you know, we after meeting him, it's like, oh, he's just crazy. But like, what if it actually happened? You know? Right. Like he he was always like a little weird and goofy, but like he was never that bad. Right. Until that huh. happened, but I don't know. So strange. Right. It and is like, very can strange. you imagine? Like, you ever? I don't know. You ever see like shows where somebody is like telling the truth and no one fucking believes them and it's like it's so stressful like i can't even imagine right (sighs) yeah so (laughs) if he really was abducted by fucking aliens man and no one believes him that's that breaks my heart (laughs) yeah that would be really sad that oh my god yeah but then last time i don't know there was (laughs) another time he came out to the house and he was talking to me and hannah about like fucking leprechauns and shit and i was like oh okay. this dude <laughs> maybe maybe it wasn't yeah. aliens <laughs> i don't know yeah I'm trying so, to give you the benefit of the doubt here dude but as soon as i know i really was it's like <laughs> <laughs> not giving yourself a very great uh not yeah. much credit here yes <laughs> well um so is that all you have that is all i have that was beautiful well done um i did watch that episode i watched all the new uh unsolved mysteries but like i was kind of in and out like yeah playing games on my phone playing on facebook and i was just like it was kind of in the background and i like didn't really watch that one i was like aliens this is silly and i just like kind of ignored it but maybe i should go back and watch it that sounds sounds very interesting it is the, and like you know like i said in the beginning it is like fucking annoying that it's like unsolved but the mm-hmm. worst most unsolved part about it is the fact that they don't like follow up with any of these people like they don't ask that girl's parents like what was their reaction when you arrived home by yourself walking three miles from the lake mm-hmm. you know like they don't really sit, talk about like um you know what was his brother's opinion does he remember anything like i don't know there are just like a lot of like follow-up things that i think they could have asked but they just like didn't so i don't know maybe they're trying to leave it kind of more like open-ended but yeah well i know they also like have like a fucking hotline number and email address and shit like if you have any information you know you know what and unsolved mysteries actually is like killing it when it comes to like reddit and stuff because they know that fucking people on reddit have there's like a bunch of different threads for unsolved mysteries and you know because like they're like webs Mm -hmm. you know solving mysteries and cracking codes and that kind of thing you know it's like unsolved mysteries has its own official reddit page (laughs) where like once a month they'll put out like any new evidence of mine and be like here you go here's like a bone like you know try to follow this lead and see if it you know whatever if this person after i don't know that's pretty cool yeah and i know that there have been some cases that did get solved like after i don't know if it was because of <clears throat> because people saw the show and they're like oh my god i know what happened you know i was there right when that i know happened. that person or yeah, yeah. Or, or what but yeah it's pretty cool how and crazy would like, that be if you were like damn i worked right? with that guy like, right <laughs> who knew he was like a, <laughs> a serial killer oh my god right oh that would be i don't know there's a few people who <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised terrifying, <laughs> terrifying. yes I mean, well, good job. Oh, God. 
Thank you. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed the story. Yes. And you clearly believe in aliens, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I also believe in aliens, but I don't know if I believe that they've been to Earth. Like, you know, considering how ginormous the universe is, uh, or the multiverse, we could get into the multiverse theory. Anyway, but considering how giant it is, like, there has to be other intelligent life out there. And I'm sure... You know, considering some of the people I've met, I'm sure that there's <laughs> aliens out there that are smarter than us. Well, I mean, I also, like, not just, like, the size of our universe, like, physically, but, like, the timeline. I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, how many fucking millions of years did our Earth exist before there was any intelligent life on it? You know what I mean? Right. And ourselves out in the next couple hundred years. So our life, like, span, this lifespan of intelligent life is not that long just a couple thousand years you know Mm. compared to the millions of years that our planet exists so just because there's not life on mars now doesn't mean that a million years ago there couldn't have been that's true i mean it's not like really necessarily in like the goldilocks zone you know like the perfect Mm -hmm. area it's a little far away but i mean you know intelligent life can adapt to whatever their surroundings are you know it's just because for specific life form lives in this particular Goldilocks zone doesn't mean that there's like a different type of life form. Like it's just like bacteria or fish or, you know, that, that can Mm -hmm. live in a much colder condition with less oxygen or whatever. So, I mean, it's, I feel like we always, you know, compare other life forms to what we know. We always compare other, you know, possible extraterrestrial life forms to what we're familiar with, but mm-hmm. it's like, it could be something so, it, I mean, it would have to be something so completely different that lives under totally different circumstances than we do. It doesn't breathe oxygen like we do. It doesn't, you know, live off of right. the same, like, fibrous plants and that kind of shit, so. <clears throat> and then they come to Earth, and it'll be like War of the Worlds, where they, spoiler alert, <laughs> they just can't survive because the oxygen literally kills them. Um, we can only hope, but I feel like they'd be smarter than that. They would know if they can fucking traverse the, (laughs) the universe, they would know that they need some type of breathing mechanism. Good God. Hey, did you ever see District 9? Yes, I did. I like that movie. movie. It was, it was very good. It was, it's just so interesting because it's like, oh, all of a sudden there's this giant fucking spaceship over Johannesburg in South Africa and it's like they just kind of they were like trapped there. Like they, they the aliens couldn't leave because their like spaceship was broke down or some shit. And so they just ended up like living on Earth with people and like people kind of adapted to it, but they were like racist against them. They were mm-hmm. like they treated them like like shit. And it's like I don't know. It was really fucked up. But I don't know. I it was a very interesting movie and I thought it was really good. Um, and just like a I thought you, it was kind of sad, it. but yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. We essentially put them in like slums. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how we do it as humans, especially yes. white humans. Anyway, um, would you like me to tell you about the Phoenix Lights? Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. Um, so I got most of my information from Wikipedia and then a BuzzFeed video. And in this BuzzFeed video, they actually interview um, Giorgio Sukalos. From oh boy. Ancient Aliens, you know, the dude with the hair. Oh, yeah. And I just, I kind of adore him. Like, uh-huh. he always wears a suit when he does interviews on Ancient Aliens. But if you ever see him, like, just dressed casually, he's, like, kind of, like, a hippie archaeologist type dude. Like, mm-hmm. he wears, like, He always wears, like, hemp necklaces. Yeah, right? Yes. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I don't know. He's pretty, he's pretty cool. He's, like, kooky and goofy. And, like, 
I don't know. I know Ancient Aliens, the TV show, it's pretty problematic just because it's like we we aren't giving credit to ancient people. We're right. like, oh, well, there's no way they could have built the pyramids. It had to have been aliens. And it's like, well, maybe, but maybe they had technology that we just don't know about. Right. Um, or, you know, right. I don't know. So, but Giorgio, I feel like he's he's pretty pure and kind. For now, we'll see if anything comes out later about how problematic he is or whatever. Anyway, right. But they, they basically just talk to him and ask ask him, like, as an expert on aliens, like, have you ever seen anything like the Phoenix Lights? Or, like, do you have any, like, references from history that are similar to this? And, I don't know, he kind of gave some opinions. Okay. Um. Anyway, all right. So let's go back in time. Same with you. Um, mine's a little less old. Um, it's March 13th. 1997. Put yourself there. I was four years old. What were you doing, Taryn? In uh, I was in grade school. I was seven. Good for you. Good job. First grade. Who was your teacher? Mrs. This is Rowan- Rosenfeld? Rosenfeld? Nice. She was a nice lady. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I was in school yet because I was only four. No, yeah. All right. So it's March 13th, 1997 at about seven o'clock at night. A man sees a V-shaped object in the sky over Henderson, Nevada. He said it was about the size of a Boeing 747, like the airplane. Mm -hmm. Um, It sounded like rushing wind, and it had six lights on its edge. Interesting that it makes noise. A lot of times they don't. Well, he, his account was the only one that said that it made any noise. Okay. Everybody else said it was silent, which is spooky. And honestly, that's scarier to me. Isn't (laughs) it? It doesn't make any sound. Oh, and while I was researching this, I was doing my, my homework last night, and it was, like, dark, and I was in the living room by myself, and Ari was already in bed sleeping, and outside the window, I heard, like, a fucking screech owl for hours, <laughs> and I was like, this is the scariest thing. You know, Have you ever seen Close Encounters oh. with the Fourth Kind? Yeah, uh-huh. And that's, like, the symbol? The fucking owl. Right. So I'm just like sitting here and I'm like, are there children in my driveway, like, screeching? And then I was like, that's a goddamn screech owl. It was horrifying. I've never seen that before. Right. And Meg was like all over it. She was like in the window, like, what the fuck is out there? Um, Yeah. She's in her tube right now. to help. Enjoying her her tube experience. Hi, baby. She just emerged like an angel. Anyway. Hi, I'm here. Okay. So, um, in, let's see. In Paulden, Arizona, at about 8.15 that same evening, so like an hour later, a former police officer was leaving his house and he claimed to have seen a cluster of five reddish-orange lights in the sky in a V formation. He returned home and watched the lights through a pair of binoculars until they disappeared over the horizon. Around that same time, callers began reporting the lights over Prescott and Prescott Valley in Arizona. These callers claimed that the object was definitely solid because it blocked out so much of the starry sky as it passed over. So it was like big and solid and it had lights on the edge. Um, let's see. Uh, a man named John Kaiser was standing outside with his wife and his sons in Prescott Valley when they noticed a cluster of lights in the northwest. The lights formed a triangular pattern, but all of them appeared to be red, except the light at the nose of the object, which was distinctly white. The object or objects, which they watched for about two to three minutes with binoculars, then passed directly over them, banked to the right, and disappeared into the night sky to the southeast of Prescott Valley. 
The altitude could not be determined. However, the object was fairly low and made no sound whatsoever. Ooh, spooky. I'm getting chills. <laughs> <laughs> I already did this research and I'm still getting spooked. Um, it is a creepy story. It is. When the lights entered the Phoenix area, a cement truck driver named Bill Greiner, or Griner, I don't know, was hauling a load down a mountain north of Phoenix. He stated that the lights hovered over the area for more than two hours. And that's why they're called the Phoenix Lights, because they just, like, hung out over Phoenix for a long-ass time. Um, This truck driver, good old Bill, he actually only saw two lights, which looked like orbs. He was driving near an Air Force base, and he said he saw the two lights, then three F-16s took off, which are, like, supersonic fighter jets. According to Bill, one of the orbs began to pursue one of the jets, then shot up into the sky and disappeared. Hmm. So there's, like, a rogue little spaceship, and it's like oh, well, we'll send out some fighter jets and go up and see what the fuck these things are. And then this little spaceship, like, oh, what's that thing? And he, like, starts trailing one of the jets. And then he's like, eh, never mind, and just dips. Like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is after, one of their weapons. <laughs> maybe. Um, after seeing the lights in the sky, he said, quote, I'll never be the same. Before this, if anybody had told me they saw a UFO, I would have said, yeah, and I believe in the truth fairy. Now I've got a whole new view, and I may just be a dumb truck driver, but I've seen something that don't belong here. I wish the government would just admit it. <laughs> oh, Bill. He doesn't trust the government. No. Oh, okay. You know, he's listening to Coast to Coast every night. <laughs> Good for you, Bill. Um, by 10 o'clock p.m., there were as many as nine lights in this V formation. While it was hover- hovering over Phoenix, the lights appeared to blink off and on randomly for a couple minutes. Witnesses claim that the formation was about a mile wide. After the event, yeah, it was huge. After the event, there was some video analyses done, and they determined that the object was about 6,000 feet wide, which is more than a mile. Taryn, do you know how many feet are in a mile? 3,270-something? 5,280. Like, why? Just why? Let's all agree to switch to metric someday, okay? (laughs) (laughs) stupid why 5,280 feet make a mile yeah um one witness said quote we could see the outline of a mass behind the lights but you couldn't actually see the mass it was more like a gray distortion of the night sky wavy Hmm. end quote another witness said quote all you could see was the outline as though something was blotting out the stars The, the lights looked like gas there was a distortion on the surface also, the light didn't spill out or shine. I've never seen a light like that, end quote. So I don't really, I don't really know, you know, when you're like driving down the highway and you see the fucking like streetlights and shit. Yeah. Like they have a glow, like they cast a light on the ground, but like these didn't. They just kind of like hover. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Really strange. Okay. By the end of this whole thing, there were about 700 people who had reported the lights. Wow. Who did they report to? I don't know. Do you call the police? What are they going to do about it? Well, <laughs> a lot of them apparently reported it to the National UFO Reporting Center. They investigate okay. UFO sightings and alien contacts. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe these people had the UFO Reporting Center on speed dial or something. <laughs> like, I right, this is before the internet. Time. It's not like you can just <laughs> Google it. Well, I mean, well, this is like the, the dawn of the internet. Um, right. It's like, who do I call? <laughs> they open up a phone book. UFO, UFO, UFO. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Anyway, so like 700 people reported this shit. 
including pilots, police officers, and even military officials. So this leads me and many others to believe that this wasn't some kind of military experiment unless it was like top secret. But if it was supposed to be top secret, then they didn't do a very good job of keeping it that way, (laughs) you know? Um, The majority of the reports said that the lights appeared to be part of a singular massive craft that made no noise, except for that first guy. He was like, it sounded like whooshing wind, but he was like, he saw it moving. Whereas the people in Phoenix just saw it like hovering. So maybe when it's okay. not moving, it doesn't really make noise. Um, so there's not a lot of video of the actual event because like cell phones didn't have cameras and they were kind of a new thing. And not a lot of people were going to go grab their giant video camera and start recording the sky. Except right. for mom. Mo- mom would have done it. Um, <laughs> like we have. A mom is outside during a tornado. Yep. You can hear oh, yeah. the sirens in the background. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's got her, her camera. She's recording. Yeah, He's we've ready. got like a bunch of fucking like home videos of mom just recording shit out the window, like a group of deer that wandered into the yard, or like oh, yes. there was this right there was this one of an owl during the daytime, like twisting its head around and everything. And mom is like, "It's August first, nineteen ninety nine, and there's an owl right outside the window." She's so freaking precious. <laughs> yeah, just documenting nature. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um. Anyway, so there are a couple of videos, but apparently. A lot of them are fucking copyrighted, so they're, like, hard to find. What? Uh-huh. Like, you can copyright um, a home video? I don't know. So, like, the, the guys in the Bud- BuzzFeed video were like, so there is a video of it, but... And it's, like, one of the best videos that... Like, video evidence of it. But it's copyrighted, so we can't show it to you. And I'm like, well, fuck you. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. So, I don't know. Okay, so what the heck was this thing? Well... Air traffic controllers could not see the lights on radar despite being able to see them with their own eyes in the night sky. So it's clearly not a plane because those show up on radar. Um, In May of 97, city councilwoman, so like a couple months later, um, city councilwoman Frances Barwood asked the council if anyone was going to start an an official investigation about the lights, but the council just like stared at her. Um, she claims that after the Guess meeting, that's a no. right? So she claims that after the meeting, another council member came up to her and was like, "You shouldn't have asked that question." Um, then there were some right. Then there were some like mean political cartoons about her being like a cute, kooky UFO lady. And then the fucking mayor's office was handing out business cards with her name on them, and they said, "Speak into the tinfoil. I will hear you." It was like a whole ordeal. Oh yeah. my god. Uh-huh. However. Other witnesses started calling her up and they were like, yeah, I'm on your side. Like, I saw the shit too. Um, finally, in June of the same year, so three months after the sightings, um, USA Today published an article about the lights, which gained national attention. The article said, quote, it's the most confounding UFO report in 50 years. So far, there is no explanation, but the government is not investigating. Local and federal agencies disagree over who should pursue the report, end quote. Um, okay, so you might have heard about this next part, and if you haven't, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Um, the governor of Arizona at the time, his name was Fife Symington, he held a press conference, and he said he knew who was responsible, and he was like, bring out the accused. And it was his fucking chief of staff dressed up as a gray alien. I saw that, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, everyone laughed, but later the government or the governor publicly admitted that he kind of regretted doing that. He said he was just trying to, like, reduce public panic about the event and, like, make light of it. Anyway, um, he was, he also resigned that same year, so. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't doing a great job anyway. Right. 
So he was a pilot and a former Air Force officer, and he said that the craft didn't look like anything man-made that he had ever seen. Some theories say that maybe the lights were just flares, like high-altitude flares, but the governor was like, nah, flares don't, like, float information like that. He said, unquestionably, it was a UFO. Now, we need to remember that UFO stands for unidentified flying object. So if it's in the sky and no one can determine what it is, it's unidentifiable, so it's technically a UFO. That doesn't right. automatically mean aliens, but I mean, it's aliens. Right. <laughs> I get it. Um, right. The governor's office had even sent in an inquiry to, like, his higher-ups asking about what the lights were, but they never received an answer. Suspicious. Yeah. Uh-huh. Huh. So they're like, hey, can you guys, like, tell us what the heck is going on? Because we've kind of, we're, like, under heat. Like, the, the people of the city want to know, like, and they just, like, met with crickets. <laughs> like, so, wait, what year did this happen? I'm sorry. 97. Okay. Remember and you were seven years old. God, yes. <laughs> um, and like, so what is like the most recent update they have of this? Like, that's it? They just um, don't know? Let's see. I'm looking. Well, there are some like official. Okay. Well, let me, let me get into it. So the official explanation from the U.S. Air Force is that the lights were flares that had been dropped from a high altitude that night. Okay. Right. Okay, so that doesn't really add up because unless you're, like, an expert at setting off flares, they're not just going to, like, hover in a perfect V-shape. Like, they're going to, like, fall and, like, sputter out and, like, right, right. float away. Um, also, military bases in the area had previously reported that there were no planes in the air at the time of the sightings. Um, another reason that I'm skeptical is because the Air Force was claiming that the flares had been dropped around 10 p.m. So that would, like, account for the lights over Phoenix at the time. But what about the lights that started in Nevada at 7 o'clock and traveled towards Arizona that whole freaking time? Um, at one point, a special effects expert checked out the videos and was like, yeah, I don't know what that is. Um, him and his team ruled out lasers, flares, holograms, and aircraft lights. So he's like, I, I don't know. Um, so listen. Um, an unidentified airman from the U.S. Air Force admitted that around 8.30 p.m. they had actually sent out a couple of stealth planes to check out the lights, and one of the pilots came back and was described as being scared to death. Um, even these Air Force dudes had no idea what the lights were. Now, oh, my God. Like, so did they get close to it at all? I don't really know. I don't know if they just, like, went up and... Right. And we're like, this and is came not back something down. we are willing to fight. Right. <laughs> right. Um, now, this seems, like, prob- a bit problematic problematic to me because, according to air traffic control, there were no planes in the sky at the time of the sightings. But then the Air Force comes in and says, oh, we sent out some stealth planes during that time and just didn't let anyone know about it. Um, so some people would be like, well, the lights were probably just stealth planes, but then why would the Air Force send out more stealth planes to go check them out? That don't make no sense. Right. Um, also, while we're on the topic of stealth planes, can we just remind everyone that our president genuinely believes that a stealth plane is completely invisible? No. no I'd just like to know. Oh, he do. He do. Um, I'd just like to note that a stealth plane is in, is not in <laughs> fact invisible to the human eye, but it cannot be picked up on radar. So that's what makes them stealthy. Oh my yeah. God. Donald J. Trump. The J stands for genius. Genius. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, back to the Air Force. So after the stealth planes got back to the base, and this is according to that unidentified airman, the Air Force base had, quote, a complete lockdown. All hell broke loose and the facility was closed, end quote. Hmm. 
Right. Again, let's look at the timeline. So these stealth planes went out at about 8.30, but the military claimed to have dropped flares at 10 o'clock. Now the Air Force is officially denying that the stealth planes went out at all. So what do you think it was? Aliens, right? (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, obviously. Like, if it was some kind of, like, top-secret military experiment or something, why wouldn't they tell the other Air Force bases and shit? Like, hey, don't send any stealth planes out. This is just us, so we're doing some tests. Don't worry about it. Like, why would they deny everything and, like, pretend like it wasn't even fucking happening? Or, like, (laughs) fucking, oh, I know who it was. Bring out the accused. And then they bring out the fucking chief of staff dressed as a goddamn alien. Like, oh my god. Right. It's just, it's so weird. And a while ago, I went to get a phone. I bought a new phone in, um, at the Verizon store. And while me and mom were waiting for the guy to like set up the phone, the dude that was working there was like, yeah, I was, I don't remember what brought it up, but like we started fucking talking about this thing. And he was like, yeah, I, w- I lived in Arizona at the time. I was like 10 or 12. And, you know, I remember seeing the, the Phoenix lights. And we were like, oh, my God, tell us everything. <laughs> no, he doesn't. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he was he was just like, yeah, it was, you know, just lights hovering in the sky and no one knows what they were. You know, also, I didn't really read anything about, like, how they vanished. Like, did they just, like, flicker out or did they, like, fly, fly upwards away. and, yeah, fly away? Like, I, I didn't really read anything about that. So, like, how long... I mean, it said that they were there for, like, two hours just hovering over Phoenix. Um, I don't know. Hmm. So... I would love to see some video footage. Yeah, there... I mean, the video footage that there is is pretty grainy because it's, like, old. But... Right. Um, and, like, shaky, of course. Like, no one knows how to hold a goddamn camera still for some fucking reason. It's like, you don't deserve <laughs> to own a camera if you can't hold it still. Like, <laughs> get a freaking stabilizer, <laughs> dude. Anyway... Um, yeah, so I don't know what the hell it was. I I genuinely believe that it was some weird kind of spacecraft because, you know, it, was, it wasn't just flares like the Air Force is trying to say it was. Like, because I, I watched a few videos of them dropping flares and trying to, like, recreate this event. And, like, mm-hmm. they would, you know, they'll drop them and they'll, like, go in a spiral or whatever. And it's like, okay, like, at first they kind of look you know it could kind of represent the same shape but then they start like falling at different speeds or like one or two of them will flicker out completely like they don't last very long right not two hours mm-hmm. interesting very strange yeah it is. aliens man dude when i lived at home in the middle of bufu i would always be scared to like go out at night like sit outside at night because of aliens like just looking up at the night sky i'm like aliens are gonna come get me um also uh we used to have a trampoline and like i remember me and hannah or me and whoever i was dating at the time (laughs) um (laughs) we would just like lay out on the trampoline and like look at the stars and like i'd get all soul searchy and be like i'm so small and insignificant in this big wide universe um oh one time i was laying out there i think i was with brandon and we were just like laying out there and like chilling and I was like watching a satellite like go across like way high up and then it like caught a gleam like it must have caught like the reflection from the sun or like off the moon or whatever and like as it turned it looked like it was suddenly like got really big like it was falling or something but it was just like catching like a light 
and like reflecting the light off of something and like I jumped up and I got so scared I was like this thing is gonna fall and like land on me <laughs> this fucking satellite is coming <laughs> down to earth it was so directly scary. on me mm-hmm. oh it was very spooky um yeah I don't know you ever see like shooting stars or anything they're so pretty not, not really no you've never seen a shooting star I don't think so if you like lay out especially at mom and dad's because it's such a clear view of the sky like if you just lay mm-hmm. out there and like look long enough you will see a shooting star there all the time really mm-hmm. that's crazy oh, yeah. I had no idea yeah. Huh. yeah and then we've gone out there when there was like meteor showers and shit and we would just like lay out and watch them and it's really pretty so these aliens are coming here why do you think that like do you think they just got like lost in arizona <laughs> like was it a pit I've stop heard... like is that near roswell like you know i don't really know i guess i could look I it up but I, I just don't like um well i've heard that like earth is kind of like a fucking gas station <laughs> like they just kind Dumping of like ground. right no they come they come down they like they charge their ships on like energy fields so they just like get close enough to the earth to like charge up for a hot minute and then they shoot off and continue on their way so yeah. we're just like a little stop on the way yeah um that's kind of cool yeah but i've also heard theories of like you know how you know they come and experiment on us or whatever but like why why do they give a shit um and that that brings us back to like the theory of like they planted us here you know yeah and they're just coming back to like do tests and be like like check up on us yeah i don't know it's what do you think i really have no idea i mean i feel like if there are aliens i don't think we are like of any type of significance unless like you said they put us here Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, why the fuck would they care? Their technology has got to be so much more advanced. Like, anything that we have, they could create. I mean, they can, you know, traverse time and space and whatever the fuck. I just, I feel like they're also more, like, that one kid was talking about how they, like, spoke with him telepathically. And I feel like that's, like, a lot of what they are, too. Like, they're maybe not even, like, physical beings. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of, like, a sentient kind of, like, I, like thought. Or I, yes, yes. That's and, interesting. Right, because they probably also don't speak the same language as us. Right. So Did how you ever they... see that movie? Contact? Not Contact. Is that what it's called? Contact? um fuck I think it had like Amy Adams in it and um it was like she was a linguist and they had like these extraterrestrials that came to visit and they were like trying to like they they were like making all these like symbols like they kind of looked like octopus and like they would make like ink symbols and like nobody could tell what the symbols were so they brought this like like linguist in to try to crack the code and figure out what they like the message they were trying to give and all that kind of shit so um yeah i don't know i mean um it was just it was a really interesting take because they do they could kind of like speak telepathically and like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was weird. Um, but 
yeah I have no idea what the fuck they would want to do with us other than (laughs) you know experimentation I guess like and I don't know I've read like other abduction stories about like how people are abducted throughout their lifetime and like they eventually are introduced to like their half alien hybrid children like they've actually been like stealing their you know whatever baby makers and (laughs) like doing some sort of fucking uh, artificial insemination uh, you mm-hmm. know what I mean so I I really don't think it, why the fuck would they want to reproduce with us right um, I don't know that, that would kind of be like diluting the us? gene pool right right so we'll <laughs> but see I mean, I that, mean, would, that would mean that they're close enough closely related enough to us that it's possible to reproduce with us but I don't know maybe it's just some weird hybrid thing that they put together in a test tube or something Right. Um, it is really strange. Like, I, I mean, I, different types, like, so, like, the most common type of aliens that people report seeing are, like, the greys, you know, mm-hmm. they have, like, big eyes, and they're bald, and hairless, and whatever, but, like, I feel like this little. guy, just, yes, like, this guy described, like, the insectoid kind of alien but like there's also the reptilians that people have claimed to see i remember brian wanted us our first episode to be the lizard people (laughs) the lizard people that could be a good one um so yeah i mean i don't know like it's like it sounds like there are like several different forms that they come in did you movie valerium or valerian Mm, is that the one with this City of a thousand. Cara Delavine and that dude who always looks really tired. Yes. <laughs> yes, I yes, did. I like that movie. Yeah, there's so many it. different I, kinds I, of aliens. Yes, I liked it too. Like, I mean, it was kind of cheesy, like, yeah. you know, whatever. But, like, the beginning was very interesting, like, how they came up with this and how, like, all these different life forms, like, came to have their own, like, segment of this, you know, floating spacecraft. Like a city, and- yeah. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was really cool because they had, like, the area of, like, the aliens that are just information, like, beings that are literally just data. And, like, Mm -hmm. they had others that, like, lived underground because, like, you know, they talk about how, like, some spacecrafts people see coming up from the ocean, you know, so, like, there are possibly aliens that live in in water worlds. And You know what I've heard is, I don't know how true this is, but I've heard that we've explored more of space than we have explored of the oceans. That is true. Isn't that fucking Isn't that weird? Fucked up. I just I want to know what else is down there. Like you I know, mean, there's it's... like those weird angler fish with the fucking lights on their heads and like yes, giant squids those are aliens. and shit. Like I mean, maybe <laughs> for um, sure those came from space. <laughs> but like, what else is down there? You know, like there's it's there's such I don't know. It's scary. Well, and they talk about too how they can use like the genes in these types of animals to explore space. So they talk about how like they can use, you know, animals ability to like convert water into actual oxygen. Like they can extract just the oxygen molecules and breathe that. And how like these angler fish and like not just angler fish, but like other fish have like bioluminescence. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, we can use that like in our own technology to where we don't have to like charge a phone or charge like these types of items. We can like take that DNA and like modify it into a hardware technology that we can use where like our phone will just always be going or you know what I mean? Like nice. it's it's really crazy. Um, like, and I feel like, you know, the more they could study that kind of thing and understand it, like, of course it's terrible. It's like fucking animal abuse or whatever, but 
Mm-hmm. I mean, if they can like study these types of things, it's like, it will definitely help with our technology. And yeah, I feel like they've, they say that they've only found like 20% of the creatures they think live under the ocean or something <laughs> crazy like that. Like, I mean, think about it though. Like it's, I mean, of course, us to go to space we're traveling a further distance so like why is it that we haven't taken the time to travel here you know it's like I understand it's hard like it's not like pleasant but neither is going to space and why is it so much more like not it's so much more like exciting when people launch into space than when people deep dive into the ocean. You know what I mean? It's Uh like to send someone or a satellite or something into space. It's like a big fucking ordeal, (laughs) but like for us to send someone under the ocean, it's just like, eh, you know, (laughs) science lab. (laughs) I don't know. I would be scared to do both. You know what? Ari always says that he, he wanted to like his if he could do any job in the world, it would be an astronaut. But he's like, I just don't think I'm smart enough to, like, do that shit. And I'm like, so very, hard. very few people are. Don't feel bad. But, like, I would never want to go to space. And I would never want to go to the deep ocean. Like, I don't. I have really. Zones. I'm happy right here where I am. Comfortably on the ground. <laughs> maybe go for a swim in, like, a, a nice lake or something. Like, I don't want to. I don't want. I don't know. It's too scary. It's too unknown. You could fucking die. It's sharks. Sharks. Honestly, sharks are the least of my worries. <laughs> really? I don't know. I mean, if you're not like actively bleeding, I don't think they're gonna like come bother you. Yeah, that's true. I, I feel like they'll go after like smaller shit. Um, did you know that there's I, I don't okay, you know what? I see shit on Facebook all the time and I don't fact check or double check anything, but I saw that there's like a miniature whale, but it's like I think it's like a breed of shark, but it looks like a whale and it's like real small. It's like oh, fish sized. Yeah, it's it looked what? really cute, but I don't know how true that is. Maybe it was just like a baby whale. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a pony of the whale right. world. Like like people will share <laughs> right. People will share um like pictures of these really cute animals and then you like look a little closer and it turns out it's like a fucking stuffed animal or something. It's just like, oh, like, like people just don't, they're just like, oh my God, it's so cute. Like, I would love to have this little weird Arctic fox as a pet. And it's like, this is a stuffed animal. It's just very realistic looking. (laughs) I don't know. So, but I'm one of those people. I'm like, oh, it's cute. But then I look closer and I'm like, oh, it's not real. Yeah. That is not a real animal. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Meg (sighs) is not a real animal. (laughs) She thinks she's a dog, I swear. What's the matter, babe? <laughs> she has opinions. She does. She's got something to say. Where's your banana? She's got one of them catnip bananas, and it's her, like, her favorite thing. Oh, yes, yes. Do you love your banana? She's so sweet. <laughs> God. <sighs> so, I mean... Lovely. I feel like being abducted is, like, my worst fucking nightmare. I... Oh, God, right? feel like that would not be something that I would want to happen to me but I'm also just like so fucking curious you know Mm -hmm. what I mean I just want to know so bad like what is going on like the truth is out there yes like I just want to know like like humans are so flawed and so unable to like keep things to themselves how in the fuck has it been possible if like our government does know about this and you know all that kind of bullshit how how have they successfully hidden it for some right. years like have you met people <laughs> who 
They can't right. keep their fucking mouth right. shut. I mean, it's just like unbelievable that, you know, it's like when people say the fucking moon landing was fake. How many thousands of people would have to right. keep that a secret for the last 50 years? Like, no, that's, it's just not, it's not possible. So also you know, they're like, they... oh, well it was set in a studio or it was like computer generated. And it's like, look at some of the movies that were produced at the time. Like the computer <laughs> images are terrible. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I do believe that, like, the CIA definitely has, like, way more advanced technology than we're aware of. Because, like, look at even, like, the episode I did last week on the Finders. They were involved in the mm-hmm. CIA, and they literally had, like, the internet. They were, like, emailing back and forth to each other in the 70s on a laptop in their van. Mm-hmm. You know, I just feel like they definitely had the capability of doing it. So, like, they're definitely ahead of us in, tech in like, a technological sense. But I, you know, and until, obviously, until that is made available to the public there's nothing really that we can do about it whether they hide the fact about the new technology or not like it's not Mm -hmm. it if it's not you know available to us but like the knowledge of extraterrestrials like there's there's so many people that come forward like god i forget that one guy's name uh he's claimed to do that work at roswell Yes, yes, like in one of the bunkers underneath. And, you know, he just said that, like, it was almost like every person had one job that they did. So that they could mm-hmm. never, like, piece together what they were working towards. Right. Like, they just, every specific aspect of the craft that they would study or re engineer or whatever. So that they could never put all of the pieces together and actually build something on their own right and I guess that would be the way to do it too you know if you wanted these people to not be able to break the code or tell the truth for sure it is I mean it's true but at the same time like really you don't think those people go home to like their wife and it's like how was your day you know tell them oh yeah just another day at the office or like do they tell them oh yeah I take this train to this like underground bunker that's like six miles down (laughs) you know what I mean like do they tell like are their lives threatened do they do they make them sign something saying like we're gonna off your family you know like do they have to threaten them or something like what would be the motivation to like keep this a secret because I feel like if everybody I'd be like could you believe (laughs) right well I mean I feel like for me personally there's very little that I wouldn't do for a set amount of money um so I mean if you threaten my family I would just be like well then I don't want to fucking work here but if right right you know but if you offer me lots of money to keep quiet I would be like lips are sealed you got me friend yeah and I mean maybe it's just like you know their whole like demeanor in general the fact that like so many people have uh strain mysteriously passed away after coming out with like any type of information you right. know what i mean maybe that's like the kind of message that they're trying to send to their employees i you know like they just make an example of anyone that does come forward i really don't Do you know think they have unions i mean <laughs> it's a government i don't think so <laughs> it's like a government agency the cia union mm-hmm. god um yeah i mean it would be terrifying. I am grateful that I was never abducted as a mm-hmm. child that I'm aware of. I mean, if they're going to do it, at least, like, hide it from me. Don't, you know, ever <laughs> let me have, like, some sort of weird regression memory. Like, I don't want to know if you're going to do this. Right. Like, just keep it under wraps. Just, like, wipe but, my memory I mean, for, that, for that time. <laughs> right. I'd rather have, like, right. a memory lapse and not, like, remember a few hours of a day or something than, like, have a horrifying <laughs> memory of being, like, like shot up with needles or like experimented on or have like my fucking eggs right. removed or whatever <laughs> right so i mean yeah it like in that aspect i don't really want to know but mm-hmm. i like i so badly just like want to know if they're visiting and like 
I don't know. Right. I, I hope that like if if I don't know. I, I wish that if they were visiting, it was it was kind of like the um, District 9 kind of deal where like the public knew about it. But I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't like the fact that like everyone was so mean to the aliens. <laughs> I just don't like Right. That. We can't like discriminate. But they're like honestly think of the way that we treat immigrants now. Yeah. Imagine if it was an immigrant from a different fucking planet. Like right. there's no way people would be accepting. Um but like you know, the aliens were trying to repair the ship and trying to get the fuck out. So it's like they didn't want right. to be here. So Yeah. You know, I feel like maybe the humans should have helped them out and been like, hey, you know, we don't really know this technology, but if you teach us some shit, maybe we can help you, you know, repair your ship and, you know, get you on your your way. way. Yeah. I mean, you don't (laughs) want to be here, and apparently none of the fucking people in Johannesburg want you here either, and it's just like, it's not very nice. (laughs) Like, I just want everyone to get along. (laughs) (laughs) Alien or not. I don't know. Well, anyway, I don't know. What do you think happened? Any final thoughts? I mean... I think wait if I'm the host of this can you edit it oh I don't know you might have to send send me the um like audio file just email it to me or whatever like download it to your phone and email it to me or whatever you'll figure it out all right I know I was like wait (laughs) I've never gotten an invitation before I was like oh I will join this conversation (laughs) (laughs) um well for your story I I feel like it probably was aliens because so many people saw an actual spacecraft um, but for my story, I'm kind of torn between whether it's like actually an alien craft or if it's just a big secret government thing and they just kind of like fucked it up, you know, <laughs> like, oh, no one was supposed to see that. Both are believable. Right. I don't know. Or maybe they were experimenting to see like how people would react. Like, would they just automatically assume it was an alien spaceship or would they be like, oh, it must be military, you know? Right. I don't know theories man speculation that's what we're good at yep. <laughs> wild speculation yes <laughs> um whale uh do you want to sign off i kind of want to like keep talking though do you want to like do a phone call after this <laughs> i don't care yeah i can okay um all right conspiracy sisters unite conspiracy sisters unite thank you for joining us thank you for listening um follow us facebook twitter instagram conspiracy sisters um We love you. Thanks for listening. All like 11 to 15 of you. Yep. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye.